0: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, Australia. Welcome to My Millennial Money. I'm Glenn James and I'm joined by... John Pigeon. And hello, if you're watching on M3TV on YouTube, make sure you jump on and subscribe. Now, we wanted to jump on and today have a chat about what's happening in the property markets now, I'll say first and foremost, I've got no idea and anything that we say probably means nothing, but it's just a bit mm. of a chat, okay? Good chat. This thing's moving so fast and by the time this is released in two days, we'll have to do another we one. might have to do another one. So, again, this is just a chat today. It's a bonus episode. But before we get into it, John, I just want to say thank you to all the frontline workers that are actually helping us and society in this time. So, The doctors, the nurses, the ambulance, the police, the fire, Mm. you know, all these people, like, they're going to be going through a lot of stuff and particularly the frontline supermarket workers, love you, they'd be copying so much crap, wouldn't they?
1: Totally, yeah, their job's hard enough. Yeah, So,
0: so I just wanted to say on behalf of everyone at My Millennial Money, thank you and we just want to first stop and acknowledge that you know, we are going to talk about property markets and investing and all that. We totally know that there are people that are currently out of work listening to this. Mm. But in the same vein, all our listeners, there is such a big variety of listeners, John. So there are workers who have just got laid off. There are small business sole traders who are just out of work overnight. But we also know there are people that financially, it's nothing's changed. No. So there might be someone who works for, a big corporate who can still work from home and their salaries, just nothing's changed, just yeah, where they're working from. Usual. So we just want to first say we acknowledge what's going on at the moment in the world and in Australia. Mm. And our we've got some episodes lined up already in the can that will go out as scheduled, but we're going to start just to adapt uh, some of our content to help you through this time.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's fair to say that no one's saw this coming, have they? So everyone will be or have already been affected directly or indirectly. Um, Mm. So, yeah, everyone's got their different levels of stress going on at the minute. But it's really important just to bunker down on on, um, spending time with quality family members. Well, we've probably got no choice soon, have we?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: But, yeah, being around positive people definitely helps. we don't
0: know how long this is going to go on for. And just if if you are wondering, just hold that tape, John. Yeah, we're a good 1,800 apart. Yeah. So we yeah. are abiding by social distancing. Uh, we've just come into the studio today to record this. So there's only three of us here and there's plenty of space. So we are washing our hands when we come in. We are. And uh, we, we are trying to do our bit and not doing anything unnecessary. But a lot of you have asked about property stuff. So what's your first, I guess, observations, John?
1: Yeah, so obviously, I think from a financial point of view people first saw some um, dramatic events unfold with the share market in the last few weeks. So people naturally thought, well, okay, what are we doing with our money? Are we exposed in the share market? What's my super doing? How does that relate to property? And and in the initial stages, I probably thought, well, from a property perspective, it's probably most insulated through this event from the point of view of, all." Well, everyone still needs to live in a house, everyone still has a mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. Fast forward, uh, I suppose, a couple of weeks, I just, I think my thoughts still remain in the fact that property will be the last hit, but I think there will be some impact as to what that impact may be, is, is anyone's guess. But I think the biggest gauge for me is the unemployment.
0: Yeah, Yeah. And I mean, I guess my view is property aside and whether you're a small business owner or you possibly a property investor to be or a property first home buyer, in the event of any major crisis, I think it is okay to just press pause on your own strategy just to wait to see where the dust settles. So that's kind of... Number one, particularly Mm. if you are unsure about your income because we know that most of our financial strategies, be it property, shares, you know, whatever you're doing in business, that's all comes down to money coming in the door each week, each month, each fortnight into your life. Correct. So, first and foremost, if there is any fear within your own life, within your own work situation, it's okay to go, you know what, all bets are off for the next six months. Mm. I'm not doing squat. Mm. And that's okay, you can say that out loud, yeah we are pressing pause
1: yeah and and I had that conversation with a client on Friday just gone we we basically said, well okay how um how secure is our job um this situation very secure income so so that's fine um government job, so yeah there's there's not too many variables around that. but then what does that look like? He, he said, well, maybe we hold off and and get ourselves A discount in six months time well okay well let's let's play that out and see how that um, what 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 can we do in our control we don't know what it's going to be like in six months time but the fact that you need to have your buffers in your life before you need to know what your strategy is going to be I don't think that wavers it's just am I am I pressing the um, button now or am I going to wait a couple of months to see how it all evolves and we're probably leaning towards more waiting a couple of months and just, pressing just pause. seeing what's happening. Yeah. yeah,
0: Because no one's above this. No. I mean, I think this is the ultimate reset button. Yeah. It is the war of our generation mm. with the exception and the advantage of we act, we don't have to turn our lights off at night or worry about a missile stepping through the window. So, yeah. this is absolutely uh, the war of our generation. So. Yeah. I personally think no one can actually tell you what's going to happen. No. So, if there are other people that you listen to podcasts, media, and they're making these speculations and claims, I think everyone's full of crap at the moment, Mm. including myself. Well,
1: everyone wants to be relevant, don't they?
0: That's right. And everyone wants to basically go back and say, oh, no, I called it. I told you so. I told you. So, we're recording this on the 24th of March. It will go up on the 26th of March. Now, this morning, ABC News headline, Corona pandemic could see household prices plummet by 20%. Now, a couple of things here. Number one, if you own your house and you've got no intention of moving or doing anything for the next year, two, three, who cares? Because you've still got to live somewhere. Yeah. Uh, number two, there are worst case scenarios, you know, 10%, 20%. We've seen people say 50%. I mean, no one actually knows. Now, back to you, John, with your unemployment mm. and those concerns, I think they are the markets to watch in relation to the property because if you don't have a job, you can't pay a mortgage. Correct. Now, but just on the supply and the demand issue, if you're trying to sell your house at the moment, uh, you might hold off, okay? Because you're like, well, you know, people aren't going to opens or mm. whatever. Or if you're a buyer, you might also hold off so, I was thinking this morning, and I am not a property expert. I'm just mm. a guy with a microphone right now. You're the property expert. I'm it just a guy with a microphone as well. I mean, it, if everyone just presses pause a little bit, maybe nothing will happen. Well, but if you are desperate and you need to sell because you were going to anyway for whatever reason, I just think it's, it's even the fact that if you're selling to move overseas, well, you're not doing that anyway because you can't move overseas at the moment. Like. No everything is on pause. So, yeah. I don't actually know if we'll realistically see much of a change only because like, so if you're a casual worker and it's so gnarly that you might have been laid off work, you might not have been in a position to get a loan to buy anyway. So, mm. that sector of the economy maybe doesn't have the impact on the property market.
1: I don't know, it's just all wild. Yeah. And then that's what I thought to begin with when I'm thought about it a few weeks ago before it all sort of came upon us logically it i can't see a massive downturn in the property cycle or property markets because of what you've just mentioned now the abc or any media organization wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't have an alarming well they've, got, a, like they've that. got to write an article um, so but i think good property locations will will stand up in these times more so than uh, more of a speculative market there's no doubt about that because the speculative markets are more vulnerable to maybe oversupply or uh, larger vacancies um, from a rental perspective so that that's the, the the first part of that and then i think understanding the 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 unemployment is one thing. So if it goes from five, I think they said to 10%, did they in that article?
0: Yeah, they mentioned it could So up let's 10%. say it's
1: seven or eight or 12 or whatever. The key then is how employable am I when this goes away? Because it is going to go away and mm. it's only a short term thing that people need to see themselves through. But how employable am I after that? Was I employable to begin with? Uh, is my company go, going to go back on a skeleton time um, staff? roster where i only get two shifts a week if i was casual to begin with i'm probably going to be casual at best when i return so that's probably the the fallout for a lot of people
0: and the interesting thing is as well if there are situations you know if a family had to sell and we say short term and you're saying oh what are you talking about glenn you know they're saying we might be in shutdown or lockdown for six months. In the investing world, six months is short term. So that's number one. One year is short term in the investing world. But if there are instances over this next time period where there are properties that have to be sold, so if Nan passes away and the estate had to be sold or Pop had to move into a nursing home and the whatever reason, there could be some opportunities because in these hard times, it is the survival of the financial fittest and the desperate will lose money and the astute person who is stacking their ducks in a row and doing things methodically can make money in these markets.
1: Yeah, and it's coming back again to those things that we talk about, having that knowledge and research behind you. So were you going to go and buy a property before this came down? Well, no. Okay, so why go and buy one now? Mm. Same with shares. So if we were going to buy property then we've, we've been spending some time doing our own research and, and building up our knowledge base to be able to take some action. We're in a perfect position now to continue to build that knowledge in an uncertain market where we may see some opportunity. But I think it's still key that the strategy remains consistent with what it was going to be before we came in. Otherwise, we could set ourselves up for a, um, for a failure.
0: We might go to some questions. There's a heap on Instagram. There's a question here from Gabriella underscore Anna. She says, We've been looking for months. Should we keep trying to buy now or hold off for a few months? So, what should she do? Anna. Gabriella. Anna.
1: Gabriella. Gabriella Anna. Look, there's a couple of parts to that. She would have a pre-approval in place, I would imagine. So number one, is that going to expire? And how's our job stability to be able to continue to get a pre-approval? Um, because job loss basically means you, you won't get a loan. So if you're in a uncertain job situation, I would say no, don't go
0: and purchase your property. But if, if there's a couple of solid government employee jobs where their income isn't changing, yeah. I think it could be business as usual we are still looking for a home we might be able to get something good at this time
1: yeah and and when we look at like clearance rates for example over the weekend just gone in both melbourne and sydney they were higher than they were uh well the the number of auctions held um were higher than this time last year in both of those cities so it's it's definitely not um doom and gloom from that point of view i just think can they they've got a better chance of getting a better deal. Than they they would have a month ago, yeah. no doubt about it. But their strategy is to go and purchase, and they're all the ducks
0: in a row. Yeah, I would still do go that. forward, and particularly if it's a house to live in. Totally, I, I would say it's, it's that's the same thing. Like if two months ago you had your emergency fund, you've had a good income, and you were looking to buy a house. I mean, I would start to be looking at houses that are for sale. And it sounds really bad, but people still may need to sell, and it may be an advantageous time for some people
1: yeah and i think unfortunately people sell through emotion and not logic Mm. so you may be able to pick up one of those bargain or not bargains now
0: I, i guess a complexity of that situation is and i don't know the situation if they already own a house and they want to move across town and upgrade are we still pressing pause so that would have
1: meant ideally selling first.
0: Possibly, yes, which that might mean we're just pressing pause on this strategy because yeah. we've got a house over overhead, no big issues, let's just press pause.
1: Yeah, it, it wouldn't hurt to, to spend another couple of months just seeing how it all plays out. And remember,
0: we're saying pause, not stop.
1: No, that's right. So I think when people sometimes press pause... It does mean stop though. They don't get back around to it and then 12 months, two years have gone by Mm. and they've lost momentum or enthusiasm for it. It's a bit, and I like to bring it back to fitness, as you know, Glenn. It's a bit like not training through winter and then starting when the sun comes out, right? Um, You've got to continue to push through so you you get that result consistently long-term.
0: There's a question here from Nick. If government suspends mortgage payments... But we are in a position to continue payments, should we? Absolutely. Now, I will just add, I don't think the government will ever mandate that they will be suspending mortgage payments.
1: No, you can just request
0: your lender. That's the lender's responsibility. They might put pressure on lenders to help, uh, but we've got to remember, banks aren't in the business of giving away free money. No. They're running a business. Now, if you have a, a loan that... So, a small business loan that is deferred for six months, they will capitalize the interest. So, what that means, for that six months that you're not paying, there's interest accruing, they'll just tack it on the end. They'll get you. It's like, yeah, yeah, don't pay for six months. Yeah, we'll get you in the end. Don't worry about that. So, if there are instances where lenders and banks, and it's all about optics with the banks as well, uh, to be seen helping their customers, if they go, yeah, we're going to let people in hardship suspend their household mortgage payments for three months, six months, whatever that is. Yeah. I'll get you at the end.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and for those listening who who might be in that position or are renting and thinking, well, I've just lost my job and I can't afford to pay the rent. One thing you, you mustn't do is bury your head in the sand and think it'll go away. You've got to address it front on and, and ring the property manager or ring your bank and, and get on the front foot because they will be there to help you out.
0: Yeah, and this whole thing about, oh, when will the governments tell landlords to give us rent reductions. That's never going to happen in a billion years because Mm. I own a property, an investment property, you own an investment property. The government aren't ever going to come in and say, Glenn, make it rent-free for three months for Dirty Mike. No. Uh, And I told Dirty Mike (laughs) he's not getting a reduction. But obviously, as a human, you would help out if possible. But basically, what the governments will do, they will provide the safety nets, both federal and state. And I think we'll see more from the state Mm. soon to help the end user or citizens, yeah. help pay their rent.
1: Yeah, and I just, just say for any investors out there um, that have property, just ensure you have, It may be too late, but ensure you have your property buffers up your sleeve for times like this, because there may be a few weeks where your tenant doesn't pay the rent and, and you may be playing a bit of ch- um,
0: yeah. catch up there. And I, I will say, I think... It's all about getting in front of the curve. So, if you do have a mortgage and your income is not going to change, yeah, sure, continue, business as usual. Yeah, everyone's freaking Mm. out. You're stuck at home. So, those emotional soft things are different. Mm. Totally get that. But the hard things of you getting your fortnightly salary, that's not changing. So, your strategy shouldn't change. No. uh, But it might be pressing pause if you're going again.
1: Yeah, and it's actually a really good time when – the, the banks aren't vulnerable, but they're a bit more open to discussion about saying, well, I've got a and i loan. Do I, Can I negotiate an interest-only loan yeah, now? Yeah, and,
0: and that was my getting in front of the curve. So if you're not that person that I just discussed and you think it might be a bit shaky in the future, one, all debts, the minimum payments, mm. call your lender, call your bank, see if you can flick it over to interest-only just to get ahead of the curve so you're okay. not on your back foot.
1: And and even on that note, if they, they're they saving the principal amount and putting it to one side, just so that your cash buffers, and, and we've been banging on about it since day one of the, the podcast, Yeah, we need to have three months' worth of, of living expenses covered. Now, this is where this unforeseen circumstance uses your buffer, doesn't it? Like it, mm. this is exactly what it's built for, totally. something that I didn't see coming, I know that I can live for the next three months because I've got my cost to exist sitting in a bank account.
0: Yeah. There's a question here from Andy J. Lyons. Once we recover from COVID-19, will we see banks tighten further on lending requirements? My view is no uh, because they're bloody tight already. Mm. Um, We did see over the weekend that's just passed at the time of recording – that for small businesses and business, the government have instructed banks to throw out any uh, responsible lending guidelines, mm. basically, which is just so wild. I yeah. love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think if anything, in terms of residential property for mum and dad investors and um, people with their everyday home loans, I don't think the lending requirements will tighten up, certainly at the moment, or loosen up, because it's not a good time to be borrowing money if you don't have a certain income anyway. So no, I, I don't know.
1: I think they're going to do whatever they think is responsible for, to improve the economy or the state of the nation. So yeah, totally. I, I still, coronavirus aside, I, I still think it's we're in the best phase of, of um, buying property that, that I've been in the last 20 years, just mm. purely because the stars are aligning where Australia generally has an undersupply of, of property. Interest rates are at uh, an all-time low. So, the, the stars are aligning from mm. that point of view if you're in a position to pull the trigger.
0: Now, actually, part two from that question from Nick about should we continue to pay down the mortgage mm. if the government suspend payments? Well, one, the government won't be suspending payments. Two, the banks probably won't automatically suspend payments. They'll have hardship provisions. But if you're not in hardship, you don't need the hardship provisions. And Nick says, or should we put the money repayment... Aside in the savings account for now. So if you've got the money, pay your bloody mortgage. But if you think that you are in a volatile place with your income and you might be slightly worried, minimum payments, build cash on the side. Phase two, interest only, if you're not already, build cash on the side or in your offset account. Is is that a sound piece of logic?
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And as I said at the start, I think everyone's in a different situation. Like I've spent some um, time... A few days ago, with a a friend who's um, both in government positions and making more than normal repayments on their mortgage because they they can. So every situation is different, but just look logically at what you can handle. But I think there's no better time to increase your cash buffers.
0: This is an interesting question from Farah. Do you think this will affect vacancy rates negative negatively? Uh, short answer: yes. I see, I think maybe short answer, no.
1: All right, well, that's good because I'm usually the one. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on
0: well, it. Well, I guess vacancy rates, if we unpack that for the listeners, what would you say a vacancy rate is? So, the vacancy rate
1: is usually gauged as a percentage across the 52-week calendar year. So, usually for, for the listeners, we'd say if we've got a 1% vacancy in a particular suburb, that's equivalent to about one week of vacancy per year. If it's 5%, it's five weeks a year, et cetera.
0: Yeah, so, so you're, can you explain your position and I'll explain mine? So and again, if, just remember, yeah. we don't discuss this crap before. No, we don't.
1: We <laughs> haven't, definitely. So my position is good solid areas, people still want to live and vacancy rates remain the same or right? very minimal. Areas that people maybe didn't have to live but have lived there because of work, vacancy rates I see will increase, right? Um, there's areas that we are investing in the moment where vacancy rates are under 1%, right? They might creep to 1.3, 1.4. Which means nothing. Which is bugger all in the whole scheme of things. Mm. So I could put a headline headline in the paper tomorrow saying vacancy rates will rise, but if you actually read the article, it would be, well, they'll rise in certain areas, which we wouldn't go and invest in anyway.
0: Mm. So I guess my view and position, which 10 minutes ago, I didn't have a view or position on this topic. So that's my thing just for this discussion. But I think we will, and we have started to see state-based eviction laws will change, stuff like that. So you might not be able to afford rent, but the landlord might not be able to kick you out which would mean that it's technically not vacant, no. but technically the landlord's not getting any money. So I think short term, next six months, it could be a bit blurry mm. and maybe not a true indication of what's actually happening on the ground.
1: Yeah, no, because I agree with that.
0: Because if you're a casual worker, oh, I've got no bloody money, I can't pay my rent. Mm. Oh, New South Wales state uh, government or Vic government or uh, Queensland have said, no, I can't evict a tenant yeah. uh, due to financial hardship. Yeah. So again, we don't know.
1: No. Yeah, so, we're just having a conversation. But yeah, no, you're right. I think it's – um, and the true vacancy rates are not but it, but always it's, there. But it's either. like
0: anything, John, like the headline is a blanket chisel and there's always opportunities within every headline, mm. good and bad. Yeah, for sure. So I'll just see if there's any other questions coming in because I think we might wrap that up there. Again, we don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen at home. But we do know – Uh, We just need to control what we can control. And at this time, if it's so wild for you, just aside from property, if I've got your attention, I just want to reinforce uh, your priorities if you are on a reduced or zeroed income at the moment, any government support that you get, any superannuation support that you get and jump onto My Millennial Money Express because I'll be doing a whole heap of little five-minute videos on these topics, but your priorities to pay your rent then your second priority is food because you need food and shelter. Mm -hmm. Then you need utilities and then probably transport if you still need to get around and go to the shops. Yeah, Tell your credit card company to piss off. Lower payments, minimum monthly payments. Put you everything on minimum payments. Mm -hmm. If you've got to strip some luxuries, I'm sorry, do that. Most Mm -hmm. of you have now been told that your gym's not debiting out of that. Use this time to reassess your financial situation and dream... And I know it's hard, Mm. but whether you're in a good mood or bad mood doesn't change the fact that you might be only getting $1,200 a week from the government for the next six months. I'm sorry that sounds really weird, but we need to... And we are organizing a psychologist to come on. I haven't told you this. So I'm talking to a psychologist. Well, for me personally, but nah, sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it would be a conflict if I had my guy on the show. But we're going to do one maybe next week, John, about mm. mental health and money and yeah, isolation and, I was, and I was stuff. going to so,
1: say that because like it's all well and good. Like we pay the rent, we eat the food. But it's very easy to def- default to the negative in a situation like this when the chips are down. So we, we've, our health, our mental health and our physical health are, are prime. So, And usually, if you are feeling
0: that, it just means you're human, which yeah, is totally fine.
1: Absolutely. But what a lot of people default to is fast food, fatty food, and maybe alcohol or something like that.
0: A, I must confess, I've had to support my local uh, pizza place recently. <laughs>
1: Well done. <laughs> yeah, you. got to support the locals. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if we're eating healthy, we're exercising still, exercise is free in this time. I don't do either of those. <laughs> yeah, so do absolutely what Glenn's not doing at yeah. the moment, just to keep a clear mind, a clear mm. thinking head, think logically, surround yourself with positive family members. We we'll all get through this.
0: I'm organizing with friends for this Thursday or Friday night coming, a Zoom hangout. Okay, cool. So, we all just can grab a drink or whatever, all see each other and just hang out. Like, let's use this time, uh, take advantage of the downtime. Mm. And I'll be saying more on My Millennial Money Express about if you're a small business or a sole trader, this is the time. Yes, you've got no money and I'll be very brutal. Your income may have stopped Mm. overnight, okay? I totally get that. But remember, last year you were so busy, you were like, if only I had a week off to work on the business. Yeah. Use this next couple of months or whatever that is to be encouraged because this is a short season mm. and be inspired to when it comes back online, try and be there to be standing so you can go again but work on your business Yeah, at this time.
1: Yeah. Treat it as a vacation to improve your knowledge, improve your – situation in your mindset to be able to take massive action. And
0: I totally acknowledge at this time that you might not have any money coming in other than government benefits or the Mm. super 10 grand or whatever. You've got to beg, borrow and steal, make that stretch out, but that doesn't change the fact that this will be over. So let's try and use this time to work on our small business, Mm. on our personal budget, on what do you want your life to look like after this? Use this as the big reset. Can you if you've been laid off from the cafe that you're working at, if you've been laid off at the cafe that you've been working at casually, can you use this time to do some research and pivot to look what do I want my career to look like? Yeah. Because I'm the world's press reset. So what are we doing when the reset button comes off?
1: Yeah, and it may, may be a, an absolute change of vocation because I've realized that I'm in a vulnerable industry or I'm in a vulnerable position at work. So it might be a change of course totally, which is – could be the
0: best decision you ever make. Absolutely. All right, we might leave it there. But thank you so much, everyone. If you jump thank into you. the My Millennial Money group, we're pretty active in there. You're not really in there much anymore, are you? Yeah, I need to get back on there. You do. That's mm. part of our agreement. <laughs> Which we haven't signed. Yet. <laughs> no, we, we should. Oh, oh, I can't even print the bastard because I bought aftermarket. aftermarket. Um, I got a HP printer, went down to the cartridge place the other day, got aftermarket ink cartridges $135 yep. for four ink cartridges ah, put them in the printer printer ink low they're not letting me use non-HP things oh. so there's something you can reset it's just Fine
1: print. Mm. Oh, oh gosh well, mate anyway. come to my office I've got plenty of cartridges
0: yeah so thanks guys we'll see you soon thanks Bye. bye, bye.
2: If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, Sunsuper is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar, and Finder. Find out more about Sunsuper at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join Sunsuper online in under five minutes. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high chance you have disposable income. Glenn has a mandate to get everyone giving, saving, and spending in that order. Now, we want to encourage you to be generous with your money, but choosing an effective charity can be difficult. An amazing resource you can use is thelifeyoucansave.org.au. You can donate to them, and they'll distribute your donation to a variety of life-saving and life-changing charities around the world, with a focus on eliminating extreme poverty. For more information, visit thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knauss, Executive Producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, anyway, make sure you stay connected via our Instagram, our free Facebook group, or if you want to turn it up a notch and be on the inside of the show, become a member of M3 Private. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. I run a
0: money podcast and a lot of people are like, wow, you must know so much about the markets, investing and all that stuff. Well, the truth is I have some secret source Every day I use the Australian Financial Review app as part of my subscription and it just keeps my finger on the pulse with what's happening around the world in Australia in relation to companies, politics, all the stuff. So you can also be like me. Well, you probably don't want to be like me, However, you can also get access to all the stuff that I use to prepare podcasts and keep my finger on the pulse. So if this type of analysis and information is something that you want to plug into your life, you might be thinking, what can I do? Well, you can invest in your success with a subscription to the financial review. Subscribe during the end of financial year sale to save 50% or more for your first three months. Visit afr.com forward slash subscribe. That's afr.com forward slash subscribe. The offer ends on 30th of June. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Flimsy stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable, North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O dot And use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo. Built to last. Designed to impress.